This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I'm your host. And today I'm really excited because we have back on our show a returning guest, Set Huddy. And for those of you who've been listening and remember having her on the show last time, uh, she is a great health uh, encyclopedia for anything that's alternative health related. Um, and she, at the time, I called her one of the best kept secrets in Hollywood, I think, because no one. I knew about her, but since then, she's had quite a bit of worldwide international press, unintentionally. Uh, So some of you may actually know a little bit um, or have seen her recently in that way. Anyway, so welcome back to the show. Thanks for being here with me. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to be back. So let's get right into it. What I'd like to do today is um, I'm going to play an excerpt from John Roger, who's my spiritual teacher, uh, and it's from a seminar called Adapting Towards Health or Adopting Disease. And I thought it's a great excerpt that I'd like to play just to set the tone and give us something to talk about here. So let me get right into it and play that. Interesting thing. Now listen carefully. You live and die at the cell level. You live and die at the cell level. There's no way that you can take any part of the body through any pathologist, any doctor, any chemist, and have them tell you why a cell does what it does and where does it get its essence from to do what it does. This isn't really what a cell looks like, but for sake of this example, it is. They have a north pole. They have a south pole. As the cell is moving through the bloodstream, these areas here get corroded like um, spark plugs. When they get corroded, they stop receiving the electrical magnetic charge that is carried through the blood and the nutrients in the blood. Do you know that you can't feed cells? Because if you did, it would all look like a steak or an antelope or an orange. They say you are what you eat. Absolutely nonsense. You are what you are. <laughs> What you eat might make you sick, and you might not like it. You might not like it. As a matter of fact, the cells get their same energy from the same place that the tree gets it. The sun, the essence of the air around us. If the air has life around us, and we can learn to utilize that rather efficiently, we can increase the ability of the blood to wash the cells and remove the corrosion off these ends here, the north-south polarity pole, and that cell will keep regenerating itself because it's a spiritual form. It's a spiritual form. It's a divine form, and we call it cells scientifically. If the blood becomes polluted through nutrients, through minerals, through primarily acid, 
not LSD, just any kind of form that makes acid in the body. It'll gather around these areas here, corrode them, and the body starts to deteriorate and degenerate. As it starts to do that, you experience what you call dis-ease or disease. And as you start to experience that, you're going into termination. If you get this real clear, you'll find out you'll be breathing more, deeper, using your lung space. You'll be very careful about polluting your bloodstream through poisons, through eating foods that are over acidic and well over alkaline the other way. You'll start reaching for balance and harmony in your life. And we do know that thought can alter structure and form in the body. So we do know that negative thinking can poison this system very fast. We know that emotional disturbance, you keep emotionally flooding your body with the hormones of disagreement, will make the body toxic. The bloodstream is either the cesspool or the life giver. If it's a cesspool, you're dying in your own garbage. If it's a life giver, you're living in your own awareness, out of the blood. Kind of rings a little bit of some biblical statements, doesn't it? They seem to know that there was life in the blood. What happens? Here comes along the nutrients called, uh, let's just call them uh, food. And that could be almost anything. As they come to you on the blood, they stimulate this area here, and the cell vibrates to the new stimulation. As it vibrates, it becomes healthy. As it becomes healthy and vibrates, it draws upon attraction of new vibration, new health, and the cell will divide itself and make another one, and divide itself and make another one, and divide itself and make another one. So all you're doing is stimulating this cell into movement. What does that say all of a sudden about exercise? Exercise brings more oxygen, air into the lungs. The blood gets cleaned up by the air in the lungs. The blood moves through the body. Start cleaning out the sludge that's in the blood system. As it starts to clean it out, it's got to have a place called where do you get rid of it? Now, this is the most important thing. You can go 40 days without eating. You go 40 days without eliminating, you dead. <laughs> it's not what you eat that's killing you. It's what you're not getting rid of that's killing you. Anybody who has studied the elimination system of the body will tell you that one of the most effective elimination systems is exhalation. <sighs> You can go a long time without urinating. You can go a long time without defecating. But see how long you go without exhaling. <laughs> Prime source of energy, the breath. Prime source of energy. But the body will adapt. A law of the body is vital adaptation. It will adapt. That's the bad news. It's also some pretty good news or you all would be dead. So there was a lot in there, but I just thought I'd play that and then see what that brought up for you in terms of all the different modalities and things that you've come across and, and things that you deal with your clients with. I really love that excerpt. Um, so many things that he said are things that I think about 
on a daily basis, not only with my own body, but with the people I talk to. Um, it's just one of the things that stuck out the most for me is how um, thoughts, how thoughts affect our whole body and how negative thoughts affect our body and positive thoughts affect our body. And I have found that stress is probably the most toxic thing to our body, negative thoughts and stress. Um, I found that it's the most difficult thing to detox and it's a habit that is incredibly addictive and people, including myself, um, get into the habit of being in that state and it needs to be broken and by breaking it, then we can achieve health, forms of health. That's one, that's actually an area I really wanted to get into is how you saw consciousness, how you saw health and thinking, negative self-talk, and um, and especially uh, people's story. That's one thing that I've come across a lot lately is people have stories that they hold on to about what has happened and what that means. Um, and I just wanted to ask you in your working, what what are the most challenging things uh, to to deal with in terms of helping people get healthy? What are the things that they hold on to the most or stuck to the most or have a heart, the hardest time like shifting or letting go of? Well, what you said about people's story, I think is really um, true and important. I mean, all of us have had something that's happened to us in our lives, whether it's a childhood that may not be perceived as difficult by one, but by another it is, or some event that has taken place in your life or the wrongs that one perceives have been done to them or you've done to others. And um, I've really found that people who are stuck in their story who can't get past that are not in a state of health. So their story goes something like, you know, my childhood was terrible and I have the skin rash and I just can't get over it. Now, if you think about your skin, your skin is directed to your liver. It's a, you know, expression of your liver and liver is anger. That's the expression of the liver, sometimes even rage. And I find that if you actually go to the seed of where's that anger, where's that rage coming from, and you deal with that, you really don't have to do much of anything. And the rash takes care of itself. Of course, you know, go to your doctor, get it checked out. You may need medication, but really the rash is going to continuously come back. And if you don't have the rash, then a lot of people find that they have asthma or lung problems and it goes back and forth because the lung is an expression of the skin, which goes also back and forth. So I really find that people, when they're stuck in their story or stuck in the past, really, um, have a really hard time getting to a place of optimal health. And what tools do you think are you found to be um, most beneficial in when people want to actually change their story? Uh, well, first is just accepting that you are stuck in your story or accepting that or admitting rather that you want to change it, that you want to be healthy and then figuring out how to change your self-talk into something positive instead of instead of holding on to the negative, holding on to the past. Um, one way that I think is really amazing is freeform writing, which I think Nathaniel has done a... Yeah, I've mentioned it in episodes before. Yeah, and explained how to do that. 
I think it's a really wonderful, beautiful way to unburdening your subconscious and your conscious from things that hold you in patterns of dis-ease inside of your body. Um, that's great. Another way is, um, is really breaking the habit of negative self-talk. Uh, when you're saying, you know, my body is X, Y, Z because, or you look in the mirror and you see the negative instead of seeing the positive. Um, and it's just a habit. It's a habit like anything else, breaking that habit and looking for the positive. So instead looking in the mirror and finding the one thing that you love about yourself and admiring it and loving it. And I think I talked about this before, but something that's really worked for me, and I learned this from a dear friend of mine a long time ago, is every time I take a shower when I'm washing my body and I'm touching the different parts of my body, having gratitude, having gratitude for every single part, and then talking to the parts that maybe carry a little extra weight or aren't the way I think they should be, and saying to them how much I love them and I appreciate them, and releasing anything that doesn't hold me in a pattern of health and happiness and joy, and doing that on a daily basis, and just letting the water wash away any negativity, anything that doesn't resonate with my highest good of happiness and joy. I've been doing that for a long time, and I've really found that that has switched the way I look at my body. And another exercise that I do pretty much daily is I do a meditation, a guided meditation by John Roger, which is called the Body Balance Meditation. And even if I'm not awake for it, or I'm not completely conscious, I have really found that it goes into all the different parts of my being and has changed how... I live my life with my body and I pretty much have been very, very healthy and my body it's worked so well that I've really kind of stopped exercising because one of the lines in it is even as I lay here, this isn't a quote, but it's something like this. Even as I lay here, my body is toned and healthy and, and I've come to think, Oh, I don't need to exercise. I'm just going to lay here and be toned and healthy. And I am toned and healthy, but I also need to exercise. <laughs> So that's some of the tools that I think are amazing. That's great. And we actually, there is a episode that I just played the body balance meditation and I'll put that up on uh, a link to that episode up on uh, the website, transcend transcend dot online. And so one of the other things that uh, was discussed in that excerpt by JR by John Roger is about the cells and about how they can corrode and um, what are the the things uh, that you found the modalities that you found that can help people in um, getting rid of that corrosion if 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 you see it that way um, actually I do see it that way and that was the first time I've heard that uh, excerpt from John Roger. And I was enjoying it because I thought, wow, that's how I actually see cells in my mind's eye. And um, in my last interview, we talked about NAD+, and that is one way to uncorrode the polarities of the cell. And, um, and I really love that. And that can be done as an infusion. It can be done as a shot. It can be done as an oral supplement. Uh, I think it's really an amazing coenzyme to be used for anti-aging and uncorroding and waking up the cells. There's another machine that I've 
it's been around for a long time and I've used it in different ways in different um, machines. But the one that I found lately that I'm really in love with is a pulse machine. And it's basically a magnetic pulse machine. And what it does is it wakes up and uncorrodes the cells and pulls the toxins out. And then you eliminate them through your breath, your urine, your feces. And I found that to be amazing. It really energizes the whole body. And I've seen amazing results with people with injuries, with brain challenges, um, after surgery, the way people heal. And in my own body, it's just been incredible. So I'm really into that machine right now as well. And uh, I'll try to get a website for that for you, um, you listeners out there, and put it on the website also. Uh, by this episode. Um, so can you share for us, if you're willing, a story that you had to deal with um, in healing and how you were able to heal it? Because we talked a little bit just before about the stories. Um, so one of the things that I thought is maybe you would have an example of something you did and something you had to overcome and realize that you were telling yourself a story about if you wouldn't mind sharing. Well, I'll tell you a story, a recent story that has really stuck with me. And it's something that I've known and I've always known, but this really, really reinforced it as I recently went to a Tony Robbins seminar, actually. I'd never been, I'd heard about him, but I'd never read a book. I've never seen his videos or the movie or anything. And a dear friend invited me and I went and I ended up doing the firewalk which I thought to myself, I got this, I can do this, I can do anything. I'm an amazing manifester. You know, I can change the way that I think. And I know that I'll have no problem getting across these boiling hot coals that could possibly burn me. So leading up to the actual walk, um, Tony Robbins put us through a closed eyes process that lasted 45 or 50 minutes. And during it, I had this awareness in the back of my mind, oh, I'm being hypnotized right now, but that's okay. I'm just going to be part of this. I'm really going to do this whole thing. And then he instructed everyone how to walk across these hot coals. And you're supposed to say out loud to keep your mind very activated, cool moss. I thought, okay, I can do this. And he worked with us for hours, um, getting us all very pumped up and having different moves so that your mind would activate and you can get across these coals without burning. So my friends left before it was time to walk across and there's 16,000 people and everyone's going out to walk across these coals and I'm walking out and I'm by myself amongst 16,000 people and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, does anyone want to be my friend? I mean, does anyone want to like stand with me in line? And everyone seemed to be in their little groups and uh, I tried to speak to some people as we were all clapping, yes, 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 walking out to these coals, and no one really seemed to want to talk to me. So I kind of went inside, and I thought, okay, God, I get this. This is with me and you. This is me and you, God. I'm going to do this, and I can do this. And I wasn't really afraid because I felt so confident that I could walk across these coals without getting burnt. So I get up, and the lady before me, we're all in line. She opts out and decides not to do it, and then it's my turn and I'm standing there at the end of the coals, and I can feel the heat coming up my legs and onto my face. And I'm thinking to myself, I am going to walk across hot coals. And I look at the lady. There's a woman who ushers you across. And I say, can I go? And she's like, yes. 
So I start walking and I'm very clear in my mind, cool moss, cool moss, cool moss. And I'm on about my fifth step and a little negative thought came in from the left side and I felt it very clearly. And it was just a fraction of a second and it pulled me off my path and I could feel my left foot burn. And I quickly course corrected and got back to cool moss and walked off the coals. They fired my, I mean, uh, hosed my feet down with water and I walked away and I'm looking around and everyone has their friends and they're all like, yeah, we did it. And they're, you know, jumping up and down and I'm standing there by myself and I think, oh, I just burnt my left foot. So I walk back in and uh, put on my shoes and I go out and I get an Uber. And I'm sitting in the Uber and at first I really collapsed inside with disappointment. Like, I can't believe I burnt my foot. Like, what's wrong with me? And then I had the most amazing awakening it was incredible and went to a place of such gratitude because I realized a few things, a couple things that were really important. The first one was that God's always with me. I'm never alone, never. I can be amongst 16,000 people, but I am not alone because it's always me and God. And secondly, that when I stay on my course, when my mind is clear and my intention is clear, I can walk across fire and there's no problem. But when I allow any thought, any negativity to come in and pull me, to pull me off course, and it can be anything, I'm going to burn. So it was such a beautiful lesson in believing in myself and acknowledging myself. And I went to a place of such gratitude and I got home and I put some balm on my foot and I held my foot and I just thanked it. And then I thanked God and I was just so grateful that I had burned because if I hadn't burned, I wouldn't have gotten the lesson and I would have just kept walking through life thinking, of course I could walk on fire. That's easy. So I was really grateful that I burned. That was an amazing experience for me. That is a great story. Um, that must have been a really interesting experience. I, I have never done one of those Tony Robbins trainings, but it must have been a lot of fun. Um, and what a great realization. And I think also one of the things that you just demonstrated uh, was how we could take something that would seemingly seem negative and then turn it into such a great learning and lesson and something that uh, was so important and that you had gratitude for. And I think that there's so many things in our lives uh, where we can choose to look at it that way and choose to find the lesson and the learning, or we can just choose to let it collapse us, as you said. Um, one of the other things that I noticed, you were taking some notes, um, and you wrote MTHFR. I know what that is because I uh, have had that test, and I know it's what we call the motherfucker gene uh, because of the initials of it and because of uh, the consequences of having it. Um, but can you say a little something about that note that you made about that? Well, I wrote that down because um, I found that it's really important for people to know if they have that or don't have that. And it's a genetic mutation that some people have. And what it affects is how our liver methylates. And with what methylization is, is how we get rid of toxins. And it's also important because people who are positive for this don't process toxins in the same way and they don't process antioxidants in the same way either. So sometimes, and most people realize this earlier in life when you go out drinking and 
you can go out with some of your friends and then the next morning you have the worst hangover ever and you can't understand why your friend who had 10 shots of vodka is up and going and you know running a marathon and you had maybe one shot and you're laying there in complete agony and don't understand why you're depressed and tired, etc. So it all has to do with the methylization of the liver and there's some simple supplements that you can take that will really help regulate this and help your liver do the filterization that it can do a lot easier um, with a little assistance. So if you do have it, and you can do this by genetic test, 23andMe test for this, but you can also do a blood test for it. Um, and some of the things that go along with it are possibly depression or weight gain or there's lots and lots of things and I don't want to implant them in anybody's mind. And just because you have this genetic mutation does not mean you're going to have these symptoms. But I've found when working with people that I can pretty much tell in the very first session of talking to them if they're positive or not, um, just by their symptoms and the way they describe themselves. And you can be half positive, you can be double positive. Um, but one of the things you can take is methylfolate, which really, really helps. And another... Um, product is methylated SAMI, which also really helps both of which help open up the liver and help uh, relieve the body of toxins faster. And I was thinking about this because in, in what John Roger was talking about is he was talking about excretion, you know, getting rid of whether it be the breath, urine, feces, and that's how we get rid of the toxins in our body. And of course, the kidneys and the liver are huge filterization organs so I just thought I would talk about that a little bit. Well, that is extremely valuable information. And I'm sure uh, some of you out there may be the first time you heard about this and uh, a very valuable piece of information for, for your health. Um, so people just find this out. They can get a blood test and find yeah. that out. Either a blood or urine. It also affects... Um, medications, how your body processes medications. And now that we're on that topic, there's even another test that you can do to see if you're somebody who's on antidepressants or you're somebody who does take regular Western medicine medications to see if you're genetically compatible with them. So I really highly recommend that if you're one of those people that you not only get this test done, but you'll also get other genetic testing done to see what medications you are or are not compatible with. Um, and Nathaniel, I can give you a, a website where people can get these blood tests done very inexpensively. And I mean, you might not be compatible with something as simple as um, Advil. So it's an important test to do. That's also very great information. And uh, this has been great sitting down with you, Sahadi, and talking to you about all these things. Thank you so much for being on this show and uh, for telling us some stories and telling us about health and just how you view it. It's very valuable to me and to many people out there. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So to conclude, I just want to remind you that uh, everything we've discussed here is just for information purposes only. And if you are thinking about doing anything that we've discussed here, please consult your certified medical professional, your doctor, 
um, or someone who can guide you in that. Until next time. <laughs>